to the Sober Experiment podcast by Be Sober. I'm Lisa. And I'm Alex. Get ready to dive into the extraordinary tale of our friendship and sobriety journey. From the inseparable high school besties we were to the incredible new chapter of Staying Sober Together. Our story is a roller coaster ride of emotions, growth and self-discovery. If you're just joining us, don't worry. You can catch up on all the juicy details if you go right back to the start of season one. We're on a mission to create a vibrant community for individuals embracing a sober lifestyle. Our vision is to shatter stereotypes and prove that a life without alcohol is full of joy, laughter and exhilarating adventures. So join us as we break the chains and show the world that you can experience true happiness and fulfilment alcohol free. Together we'll explore the highs, the lows and the everyday adventures that come with living alcohol free. Whether you're thinking about going sober, supporting a loved one or simply curious about the possibilities, we're here to share stories of self-discovery and growth. So grab your favourite non-alcoholic drink, kick back and get ready for honest chats, personal tales and a whole lot of inspiration. Join us as we redefine what it means to live a vibrant, fulfilling life without alcohol. Welcome to Be Sober, the podcast that proves sobriety is a cause for celebration. Hello, Lisa. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, indeed. Yeah. Lisa, I'm not Hello, frantic. George. Hello, George. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all puppied out this week because at the gym where I work, one of the clients has also got a new puppy. And, oh, um, I don't care about your client's puppy better than you being puppied out. Give attention to my puppy. I am. He's got, well, what, if you'd have let me finish, <laughs> if you'd have let me finish, what I was going to say was, so I had this moment where I didn't think I was as dog mad as I used to be, but she brought him in, this little black bundle, just like George. Oh. And I went, oh. Honestly, I was like, I used to be over babies. I was like, What's oh my it god, uh, Minnie. Oh, Alex, he's a she. Minnie, George, she loves Minnie more than you. No, I've just seen Minnie. I've not. <laughs> I wanted to. The, the first thing I did was said, "My best friend's got a dog," and showed her <laughs> yours. I don't think she cared about George either. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, it's really funny because I was at the gym yesterday, right? And I got, I got so offended. So I went to the gym. It was awful because I'm still not fully right. But I thought I've, I've got to do something. Anyway, I went and I'd left George for the first time. Oh. So he's doing really well at night. But I'd let him, he's been trying to go for the Christmas tree. I saw you put a gate around it, haven't you? Yeah, I've had to put a gate. But he started like going in the gate, like going in the gate. I heard him whimpering the other day. I thought, where is he? And he was behind the gate, like jumping up at the trees, a little sod. Anyway, I'd left him for the first time. And I told um, my PT, I said, oh, I've just left him. And she was like, all oh, right, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, this woman come in after me, her next client, and she was like, where is he? Where is he? So I looked and she was she was asking her where her dog were, right? And she went, oh, she's just got a new puppy. I said, I've just got a new puppy. I couldn't believe oh. that she was like, oh, she's just got a new puppy. It well annoyed me. You're like, what about my George? What about my George? I've just got a new puppy. I've just left him for the first time. Now I understand your reaction when I'm talking about my client's puppy. That's twice in my like, week. don't give a shit about your client's puppy. What about George? <laughs> he is beautiful. But this is what, as in George, oh, I mean, when I showed when I showed a photo, because I, I went on your Instagram and went, look, she went, oh my God, look at his little colouring. He does look like a teddy bear. 
Oh, yeah, he does. He's, he's, he's good. Really. He's just had scrambled egg for the first time, so I'm I'm watching him very carefully. Yeah, you might end up with some scrambled egg on the floor from one end or the other. What else have you been doing apart from loving other people's puppies? I've been in a strop all week. Oh, why? don't know. I think it must be hormones. <laughs> like, like, you know, I can only describe it as, I said to my client yesterday, well, two of them came in together, and I went, honestly, I said, I'm going to do my best to be really upbeat. And I know them well enough to not actually be all like having to put on a brave face. And I was like, I'm going to do my best to be upbeat because this is your session, not mine. But can I just put it out there that I'm officially soulless? <laughs> oh, that, no. That's how I felt. I feel a little bit better today. But honestly, that's how I felt. Just soulless. I can't explain it any other way. Oh, that's awful. I hate that feeling. Yeah, do you know the one I mean though, where you're like you're there, yeah. but you're not there. Yeah, it's just shit. You just everything's shit and you've just got no soul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like <laughs> you feel like you've got nothing in your eyes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, dead behind the eyes. Yeah. yeah. Do a squat. <laughs> no. Yeah, just just do the exercise. No, I'm oh, joking. so like you as well, because you are actually normally quite happy and chirpy, so it's sad to see that. Yeah, and I was still chatty and still, and I have still been chatty and stuff, but you know, like I keep, my, my mind's been drifting off during conversations and that's not like me either. I'm usually pretty focused on other people, but I've been drifting off, not even thinking about anything, just like into my deadness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's horrible. I'm so sorry. I am having a coughing fit, guys. And so for those that can see, they'll see that I keep muting and coughing behind my hand. For those that can hear, um, well, I keep muting so you can't hear my cough. So I've just told you I'm having a coughing fit. I can't but believe I you're still poorly. I know, it's been ages. You know what? I've been saved, though. I went to have my Christmas nails done yesterday. Oh, Look, God, little, yeah. Little Rudolph on there. Lovely. Um, and she was telling me about the Sudafed nose spray. Oh, yeah. My no I've literally not been able to breathe for two weeks, and it's been driving me insane. Poor Rob. Like, we've not even been living together that long, and I'm pretty sure this is what he's heard for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself. I fucking hate myself. <laughs> I'm just what? snotty and snorry. Anyway, um, my nail lady told me about Sudafed nose spray. Oh my God. I went to the co-op, bought it, shoved it up my nose. Like before I even got into the car, it was unwrapped and up my nose. And by the time I got home, my nose was unblocked. You could breathe. It actually works. Anyway, in the middle of the night last night, all I heard was, Lisa, Lisa, put, put some Sudafed up your nose. Oh, no. When do relationships, right, go from being all this like, I remember when I first got with my husband, here's, here's the example. I got up while he was still asleep and put my makeup on before I woke him up. But then, right, Lisa, I got back in bed. <laughs> so I did my hair and makeup, got back in bed. Pretended I was asleep till he woke up, right? That sort of film that I love. Is it Bridesmaids? And I don't know, but he was that. like, oh, don't you look nice in the morning? And I thought, oh, shit, I wish I'd not started this now. I'm going to have to live up. When, do, when does that become like, like, honestly, he wakes up next to a troll now. <laughs> oh, don't you know what? I still do like make a bit of an effort in the morning. Not as in like I don't get up and put my makeup on, 
But like I do when Rob gets up to go to the bathroom or whatever, I like straighten my hair and get myself in a nice position. <laughs> when does it go from that to somebody like farting or do you know what I mean? Or <laughs> I don't know. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Because actually this is really weird because we don't do the farting thing, right? Really? I just Oh yeah, no way, no way. We'd both be so embarrassed. But we now say the word fat. So like, <laughs> we, so like this morning we were laughing, and we've both got dodgy knees. Like we're just fucking old now. I can't believe it. Don't like last say night, that. No, no, all right, I'm not. But last night we got in bed, and this was the conversation. Oh, not from me, from Rob. Oh, I wanted to put my new foot cream on. <laughs> like what? the fuck has happened you put your new foot cream on love i said let me try it come on like number one in sweden apparently this foot cream we're off doing our feet why do you know that that's what i said to him why do you know that he said i don't know but my hand cream was the number one in somewhere else switzerland or something I can't believe he uses hand cream. I don't even use hand cream. Have you seen my calluses? He's a mechanic. He's a mechanic. So he's like, he'd have awful yeah. hands otherwise. And he's got lovely, oh, he does have nice hands. Oh, for goodness sake. So you're, not oh, even anywhere. you're nowhere near farting stage yet, if you like. No, I'm not. Well, this morning, <laughs> I'd said something about his knees and I was like, to strengthen your knees, squatting, right? So yeah. when he got up this morning, I said, do 10 squats. And he said, he'll kill me for saying this. So do not tell him. He was like... <laughs> don't tell him, but tell everybody who listens to our yeah, I know, don't. He was like, oh, no, I can't do that. I might trump and I'd be really embarrassed. Oh. And that was like as far as our conversation goes with farting and trumping. In fact, we don't even say fart, we say trump. Oh, yeah, you're, you're miles away yet. Yeah. Miles away, literally, we do this where we whack the covers down in between us because one of us has done one. <laughs> oh, no, you don't touch oven each other, do you? No, no, and I've gone Somebody mad. Died. Somebody died doing that. Don't, Somebody killed the wife. Serious? They did. It was, oh. it was in the news, I swear to God. A man Dutch ovened his wife and she died because of the toxins. I'm not it's laughing at his wife dying, but you can't just drop that in there. I know, but imagine like that. What a way to cause of death. Devastated. Death by far. <laughs> <laughs> right. If I Let's... died that way, I'd be so embarrassed. I can't believe we've had an entire conversation about farts just as we're about to introduce our guest. Oh, I know. You know, we never know really what the guest is like. And I, then I worry that when this... When they listen back. Listens back, they could have been like, they started my podcast with what? Last week it was... Who? Yeah, we've got another second. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have people writing in. Can you please stop talking about poo and trumping? It's like the time where um, we had a whole conversation about uh, wankers because of the trolley situation. That was on somebody's podcast. It's just not right. <laughs> no, it's not, is it? No. But otherwise, I just end up talking about the weather, don't I? So we've got to talk about summer. Right, you introduce our lady and I'm just going to mew and cough, if that's oh, all right. That's what you're calling it now, is it? Is it how you're disguising it? <laughs> okay, our guest is a coach and she's called Dupay and I'm going to let you um, listen to her little story rather than me tell you all about her because it's quite an interesting one. So here she is, she's coming in. Lisa's still gone away and is having a coughing fit at the moment. Um 
Hang on, she's back. She's back. Lisa's back. And hopefully Dupe is entering the room right now. I don't know how I've not weed myself with this cough. Uh, hello, Dupe. Hi, Alex. Hi. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Finally with me. Yay. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, us too. We're really excited to have you. So we just need to apologise because if you listen back to the beginning of our podcast, all we've done is talk about trumping and it's absolutely <laughs> no reflection on you whatsoever. So will you please forgive offense. us in advance? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've literally just said you are a coach because it, your story is quite, it's very similar to ours actually in terms of the, the background and not having the rock bottom. Yeah. But rather than us tell it, let's hear from you, Dupe. So first of all, hello, and we're glad to have you, but tell us your story. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you for having me on. And, um, you know, I just wanted to say what you're both doing is amazing. Be Sober has changed so many lives. And so you should be, you know, I'm really proud of what you've done. And so well done. And I'm glad oh, to be on thank here. thank you. So, um, so I'm Dupe. Hi, everyone. Hi, listener. Um, I am, yeah, I'm a, I'm an alcohol-free wellbeing and transformational coach. I'm also an author and a podcast host. And so how did I get to this point? So my book is a quitlet as well. So it's called A Cocktail of Clarity. And if you'd asked me three and a half years ago, would I be here as an alcohol-free wellbeing coach having written a book and started a podcast? I would have probably thought you were a bit mad. And would I not be drinking, which is probably the, the main question, that that just wasn't even on the cards. And so um, so my story is I um, decided to take a break for 21 days. I'd got to the point in November 2020, and I'd got to the point where I was just not enjoying it. I'd, and I've been fighting it for a while, I think. So I um, there was no sort of rock bottom moments or anything. But for me, it had got to the point, I used to love heavy red wines. And so I was, I lived in Spain for a year. So I got very used to sort of the Riocas and the Malbecs and, you know, red wine was my thing. And probably about a year or two before I decided to take a break, I thought, I'm not enjoying this. So I thought, I tell you what, if I can't drink heavy red wines, because I literally have a glass and it'll give me a headache. And I just thought, this isn't fun. You sound and like me, do pay, honestly, honestly. honestly. <laughs> And so, so I said, okay, well, why don't I go to the lighter red wines? So I started trying the Pinot Noirs and, and that didn't really work. So, I, okay, well, why don't I try white wine? Because that's slightly better. And before you knew it, I just got to the point, I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? It's just, yes. it's just because I felt I had to drink. And I'd been in, I've been in the corporate world for for 20 years. And, you know, I'd done a lot of business travel, a lot of networking events, client dinners, and all of that revolved around drinking. So I just couldn't sort of see how it was possible to, to not drink. And so I, I, anyway, by the end of it, I was drinking gin and tonics and champagne, which sounds ridiculous. They were the only two things I could drink. And so I said, right, I'm going to take a 21 day break and just see. There was no way it was going to be forever. I wasn't even convinced I'd do a week. And I tried, you know, I, I tried your sort of dry Januaries and your Lents. I generally get to Thursday and think, well, I'll reward myself because it is the weekend. So you can drink on the weekends. And I just won't drink during the week. And then by the time Monday comes, I'd be like, right, that's it. So the first week I wouldn't really get past. And, um, yeah, so I took a 21 day break and during those 21 days, little things happened, which made me think, 
hold on a minute, someone's telling me something here. Maybe I need to go for a bit longer. So the main, one of the sort of strangest things that happened, was, and I don't even know how I came across the article, but I found an article about an alcohol-free fizz, so like an alcohol-free champagne. Mm-hmm. And then I suddenly remembered that someone had given me a bottle in the summer. This was in November. And they'd come over for lunch and they'd brought this bottle. And I'd, I'd, I remember looking at it thinking, why are you bringing me this bottle? Especially when they proceeded to drink my wine. And I was just <laughs> like, why have you brought me this for? And so I, I remember stuffing it into the cupboard and just thinking, how rude. And uh, anyway, I read this article and thought, hold on a minute. I think I, I sort of thought I recognise the name of this bottle. And I was like, no, I haven't. Is there? So I went to my cupboard and at the back of this cupboard, it was like it was waiting for me. Oh, and so um... I pulled it out and I said, OK, right. I, I fully expected it to be rank. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't <going> to, <laughs> you know, I was just like, OK, well, let me try it. And I had a girls' evening and we were, it was still during sort of the COVID time. So yeah. we were sort of in that. So we did a girls' night on Zoom. And so I thought, well, everyone's going to be drinking fizz. So I'll just pour a glass and it will look like I'm drinking because I hadn't told anyone at this point that I wasn't drinking because it was still really early. It was a couple of weeks in. And so I got the glass, had the glass and I tasted it and they all went cheers. I tasted it fully, expect, fully expecting not to enjoy it. And I thought, oh, Oh, this is this is quite nice. <laughs> and I thought, hold on a minute. So I can have something that I like to drink and I'll wake up the next day feeling fine. And I still felt quite sort of sociable and cheery and, yeah. and all of that. And I thought, oh, this is a bit of a game changer. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the things. Other things happened, but I said, okay. And then I joined a community just before the end of the 21 days. And um, they convinced me to do 30 days. And I thought, okay. But then it was coming up to Christmas and New Year. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to do an alcohol-free Christmas and New Year. It's just not going to happen. Because you've got all your traditions. And it's like, you know, I, I need to have my champagne and my salmon. I need to have my red wine with my, you know, with my turkey dinner. Yeah. I need to have my Baileys and coffee, you know, all of that sort of stuff. It was just not going to happen. And uh, anyway, I did. I had my first alcohol-free red, uh, alcohol-free Christmas and sort of <laughs> got red wine on the brain there. I have got red wine on the brain there, haven't I? I have actually found a good alcohol-free red wine as well. So that's... Uh, oh, have you, right? Good. That's interesting because yeah. not many people talk about the nice red wine. It took a long time. Yeah. What's... um? Did you join? Am I right in saying you joined Janie Lee Grace's? Community? I did, yes. Yeah. The Silver Club. Yeah. yeah exactly. and Janie's yeah. been on our podcast and we've been on hers and we absolutely love Janie. I, I, am I right in also saying you then went on to do her coaching course? I did. So I originally, so yeah, I'll carry on with the story then. I, so, I, yeah, that um, was like me going, come on, carry on. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I'll carry on with my story. So I, I then, um, but just before Christmas, I was thinking about what I really wanted to do. And I've always coached and mentored. And that's probably my favorite part. That was my favorite part of my sort of role. And so I thought, why don't I train to be a coach? And before not drinking, I think I felt I was too young to be a coach. And that's ridiculous. I don't know why. I was like 40 at the time. And I thought I was um, not maybe not qualified enough to be a coach or whatever. So I then um, created a vision board. 
And one of them was like a picture of someone leaping from one sort of mountain to another, like little, you might have seen it, like a leaping person. And then I discovered a program called Leap, which is all about coaching. And this was like, Ah. you know, the beginning of January, I was like, oh, this is weird. The picture that they had was exactly the same picture. And I was just like, this is really odd. Anyway, I thought, okay, I'm going to look into transformational coaching. And I found a course. And so I started that course in January. And so I qualified as a transformational coach in 2020. It was like a quite a long program, um, but finished it sort of August in 2021. And, um, and I thought, oh, I love coaching, but I didn't know what my niche was. Anyway, little did I think as I was going through the process that actually with everything that I was experiencing, I was getting more and more passionate about telling others and not wanting to ram it down their throats or anything like that. But I was just like, it's the best kept secret. Why is no one else doing this? And it was just sort of like, I want to help more people see that they can do whatever they want to do. Once you stop drinking, it really gives you, you know, it makes you brave. It just... I started running. I've never, I haven't run since school. I've just done a marathon this year. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, I really, I'm just mindful of everything around me. I love nature. I'm into sort of yoga and practicing gratitude every day. You're like a mixture of us now. So you've literally crossed now into Lisa's realm talking about vision boards and signs and yoga and gratitude. (laughs) Nothing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely on Alex's side for the running. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I love about this, Dupe, is that like now you're helping people quit drinking in a way that like they're not that they don't have to. Yeah, it's a choice. Yeah. But actually it can be a choice, Absolutely. which we're all about that. And I yeah. love that actually, that we can get to people before it becomes a must exactly. and we can choose to do it and live an amazing alcohol-free life yeah absolutely and that was why I sort of that has always been my mission it's really helping people potentially give them permission because I think a lot of people just don't think that they can do it they're allowed to do it you don't know it's an option either no exactly that's the thing they just don't see it as an option because we're we're told that as an adult the only way we can do anything is with a glass of something we celebrate we commiserate we you know yeah. if it's a sunny day we need to go and have a drink it's just ingra- so ingrained in our society that the, and you think you either have to have hit rock bottom or you need to be pregnant to stop drinking yeah. and that's yeah. like, that's the only thing that and they're can- the assumptions people make aren't they you know often yeah. I, I think back to the times where I'd stopped drinking and it, I'm not going to go up my stories back at the beginning but on this particular uh, time, I had been trying to get pregnant and I stopped drinking. I'd, I'd stopped drinking, not for those reasons, yeah. but the assumption from people around me was, oh, I know why you've stopped. That's one assumption. And like you say, all oh, the other one is, oh, you had a problem. Have you got a problem? You know, like my, my cousin actually announced, I was saying this on a podcast a few weeks ago, she actually announced that I had she had a little problem with it, didn't she? I'll tell you what I wanted to say. Well, no, I won't say what I wanted to say to her because I don't know you well enough yet. But I was quite. I won't say said, it, Alex. Say it. I wanted to say, fuck off. No, I didn't. Lose the one stood here with a bottle of wine in there and you piss pot. That's what I, I wanted to say. But I didn't say that. I actually said, no, I didn't have a little problem. I just choose not to drink. Yeah. And I just handled it really diplomatically. But yeah. as you can see, 
it's affected me. <laughs> You've let it go, obviously. <laughs> I find it really interesting when I read um, in your bio, because you've got a very similar, at least when I say the same about this, you did everything wellness anyway. Yeah. You were running, you were already into exercise. You were already looking after yourself. Yeah. So, you know, what changed? What What sort of made you think, okay, doing half marathon was your first thing and now you've done a marathon. Mm. How, how did you make that leap? Was it the alcohol is what I'm trying to get at? Was it removing the alcohol that's made you do that? <sighs> we'll get back to our chat shortly, but first let us tell you about Be Sober. At Be Sober, you'll find a supportive community of like-minded people who understand and support you. Energize your mind and body with our fitness sessions. Discover the power of mindfulness with Be Sober Yoga. Engage in vibrant discussions, workshops and support groups with thriving Zooms. Be Sober really is the ultimate community. Whether you're sober for a short time, contemplating it or have long-term goals of making meaningful connections, it's a place where you can find your tribe and create lasting friendships. Take the first step towards an empowered and connected sober lifestyle. Join us today at BeSoberOfficial.com. It's really interesting. So I I would, yeah, I'd say I was absolutely healthy. I'd exercise. I wasn't running, but I was, you know, I was doing workouts and HIIT training, strength training, all of that sort of stuff. And I was doing that six days a week. That was regardless, you know, I'd wake up hungover and I'd be like, right, I am going to do, I'm going to just go and do it. It's going to clear my head, all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, but, but I think it just stopping drinking I suddenly felt like I'm gonna just try some different things and yeah the yoga thing I was one of those people who I couldn't do yoga I couldn't sit still I couldn't get to a class without laughing I just I, I just couldn't that's take because it seriously. going back to the intro Alex there's a lot of trumping in yoga oh we've had <laughs> again we always manage to do this yeah it's true (laughs) but I just you know I was just not someone who could just sit there and just be and I I I started doing it in the January of 2021 and literally I probably haven't missed I've hardly missed a day since then and I found it so grounding and then with the yoga with the running as well again I just I think I tried like a couch to 5k before and I'd got bored after six weeks. It was just like, yeah, I'm not. And I, and I think it's the fact that when you have have loads of time on your, you suddenly realize how much time you have on your hands. And actually you can try new things and you can try different things. And so me becoming a coach was just another thing, another new thing to try me running. I, I started doing it by doing like a 10k program and then that became a half marathon. I did the London Landmarks half marathon then I did the Oxford half marathon and then yeah I did the London London marathon in April and again that's amazing but the commitment that if I think back would I have ever committed because you have to train for these things I would have probably been either blasé and gone well I don't need to train too much and I'll give it a go or I would have just gone no it's not happening um for the half at least not for the marathon I I know you need to train for that but um I think having that time and space and that commitment and not thinking I'm not going to do it today because I've got a bit of a headache or I'm feeling a bit foggy headed or whatever. And you can give yourself excuses. And so I'd say by not drinking, 
it's probably just given me the courage to go after to do things again you know I think people think once you hit 40 you can't run a marathon you know you can't do anything life ends at 40 and um I've just got all this energy and I'm just like you know let's go let's do it you know whatever you know I'll I'll get it done I did um prior to stopping drinking in the March of 2020 I did summit Mount Kilimanjaro so I did do that um and that was completely out of my comfort zone, but an amazing experience. You've always right. been kind of willing to put yourself out so there. I'm you, always, yeah. yeah, I'm always doing something. But yeah. I would say with stopping drinking, it's just sort of given me this extra. I'm even more extra than I was before. <laughs> and, um, and I'm really keen to get the message out to your point, you know, similar to you, that it's just, um, you get to do this. It's it's a choice and it's a decision that you make but if you get rid of this one thing you can absolutely open up your world to so many different opportunities and you're only gaining honestly it's so similar to the experience I had because I was like you I went to my kettlebell class twice a week I would go for a run Mm. I did I did um, a half marathon half marathon and a marathon I think while I was still drinking very similar to you I always considered myself fit and healthy never once when I was drinking did I think that putting a chemical inside my body was a problem Um, I saw something on a Facebook group I'm on the other day and um I've, I've seen a few of these now. It's it's a, a, a fat loss group. Do, do you know that I'm a, I've now become a personal trainer? Oh, I didn't know that. Congratulations. Yeah, so, so basically, when you're talking about being a coach and so on, you're honestly, it mirrors my journey. I gave up drinking and I thought, what do I want to do now? I want to get out of education. Yeah. I became a coach. Then I yeah. thought, oh, I actually am really into my fitness. So then I qualified as a PT and I do midlife fit. Anyway, cutting all of this out, because it's it's not really about that, what I want to tell you. But I've gone into this side of things now. Never, ever, ever did I think alcohol was an issue. But now I can't unsee things. As you know, it's really hard to not preach. So in this Facebook group, I I keep seeing these comments of, I'm trying to um, cut out carbs. What can I mix with this drink and this drink to keep it, you know? So yesterday... And I had to be really careful how I did it. There was a post in there and it said, I'm looking at amaretto. I've stopped drinking Coke. Um, What else can I mix with my amaretto, right, Mm. for Christmas? So I couldn't help myself. I went on Google and I searched up the nutritional value for amaretto and I searched up the nutritional value for Coke. First of all, it's reported differently. So Coke is per 100 mils and amaretto is per 50. Yeah, I doubled it. There's more calories, more sugar and more poison in amaretto, obviously, we yeah. know that, yeah. than there is in Coke. So do you know what my comment was? Maybe you should be considering what you mix with your Coke, not what you mix with your amaretto. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. <laughs> Good for what you. did the person come back with? She said, oh, right. Well, I, I mean, I did back it up with the nutritional information. I wasn't rude. And I said, I hope this doesn't come across as judgy. I, I did go into a paragraph. Oh, see, she, t- she says it now. She reacted it all hard a minute ago. She's like, <laughs> what, no, but, what I really said. No, but I, wanna, I, I did have the line in there was, I think you need to reconsider what you mix with your Coke, not what you mix with your amaretto. And I explained it because I thought otherwise it does come across as just being completely bitchy and judgy. Mm. And mm. I wanted to put it in context. And actually, she said, wow, I didn't know all of this about alcohol. I'd never actually thought about the carbohydrate content in my alcohol. She just didn't know. And that was my yeah. point. It's yeah. not It's not always that 
people don't want to be open to it. I don't want to give up. Or I don't want to change things. People don't know. They don't, they, no. they genuinely don't realise. Yeah. That's I mean, so true. They really, really don't. I remember when I was in training for um, the slimming group that I ran a few, a few years ago. And one of the trainers there didn't drink. And she was saying to people, like, if people are wanting to lose weight and they are still drinking, then it's all right to say to them, have you thought about not drinking? And honestly, I laughed my head off at the time. I thought, (laughs) (laughs) who's going to say that? That, I swear to God, I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Um, and we all sat there and we went and had a glass of wine afterwards and was like, oh my God, I said, I won't be telling people that they can't drink. Re- and I genuinely did. And I can't, I'm really ashamed of that now, actually. Um, but yeah. Did you help them with suggestions of what healthy Oh drink yeah, you used to tell them what the lowest, lowest calorie things were to have so like gin and tonic really good option <laughs> exactly it's so healthy for you isn't it so good i'd be like get rid of that side of a lag get yourself a gin and tonic you can have three you can have three of them for one <laughs> no i was the same i just i just didn't if you don't you don't know what you don't know do you and yeah that's true um, but i was also really suspicious of people that didn't drink i was yeah. like Lisa, i was like well, what you don't drink what you know what's what's going on and um, you know what I, I don't think I was suspicious but I I was very intrigued and interested and I never ever like you Alex I didn't think that I had a problem with drinking but when people didn't drink it fascinated me yeah. and I remember looking and thinking how do you do that like how yeah. are you here being so confident and dancing and chatting and having such a good time without drink and that fascinated me for a long time um but not enough that I'd think about it after the event do you know what I mean (laughs) uh, not enough that I actually wanted to do anything about it yeah I just thought people were boring I never met sort of someone who was having fun when they said they didn't yeah I I was quite jealous of non-drinkers to be honest if they they look like they was having fun but like you say about the boring side when it would be a question I would say like well what what do you do then what do you do for fun which actually leads me into the next question because um I I know that you was yeah, like you have some fun self care ideas, do you? And I'd love you to share them with us. Oh, the fun self care yeah. ideas. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I I mean again, this is when I think about self care, when I used to think about self care. I used to think self-care was going to a spa and having a glass of fizz. That was my self <laughs> You know, I just didn't get it. I, I was like, why would you, you know, what what else is self-care? So painting by numbers is something that I've been doing. Um, I've got gorgeous art around my house now, which you wouldn't think is, when you say painting by number, you think it's probably shit, but it isn't. It's good <laughs> art, this is. Um, Please tell got- me that you painted that behind you. I, no, that unfortunately not. <laughs> didn't paint that one. That's um, that was a photo I took though. Um, it's amazing. So, thank it's you. Amazing. That was when I was on Killy. Um, so yeah, it was yeah. That was I took lots and lots of photos. So I, I like photography. So taking photos as well. That's another thing yeah. you can do. Self care. Knitting is something else that I've started doing, um, which I find really therapeutic. 
doing things like um obviously there's the obvious things like you know journals writing in a journal practicing gratitude going for walks and looking at nature and all of that sort of stuff but you know you could do I've got a nine-year-old daughter so we like doing puzzles we like doing lego (laughs) so all of these things that are just sort of there and you you know uh, just you know for me I would say that prior to stopping drinking I wasn't I wasn't doing art I wasn't sort of knitting and I, I was juggling the other day <laughs> as you do that's amazing <laughs> you know there's so many things that you can do that don't cost anything or hardly cost yeah. anything that are just lots of fun and really it's for me it's about exploring and just finding different things to do you know I know people that do sort of cold water swimming haven't quite got there yet I do do Lisa cold showers it. oh do you amazing yeah that's, yeah uh, I think they're brilliant that's brilliant and um and and I think the whole breathing techniques and meditation and yoga and all uh, so there's I think self-care really for me is just doing something that you enjoy making sure you take out 15 to 30 minutes a day where you do something for you and that's as easy yeah. as it is and there's you know you, you can create a list of things to sort of you know just write down maybe 10 to 20 things you enjoy doing have that on a list and if you feel like you're not actually sure what you should do especially if you're early days you know look at that list and say okay actually I'm going to go and do that and that's going to yeah a list of try things exactly yeah. that's potentially going yeah. to help me not think about reaching for a drink I love that idea and I think it's something when when you're a few years in you forget how difficult them early days were Mm. like we had a post in our members group the other day and it was a lady and she just said I I don't know what I like I do not know who I am without alcohol and Mm. I don't know what I enjoy and it really got me because that was a big big thing Mm. for me Mm. I was like I do not know and it was one of the reasons why I stopped drinking it was you know that was behind it all was like actually who am I without alcohol and what do I enjoy? And I found Mm. it really difficult. Like when you said, then write a list of all these things. Mm. I think you said 15 to 20 in the early days, not a chance. I would be able to think of 15 to 20 things. And I think. Mm. I could have thought of two or three. I didn't know what I liked. I literally had reading on my list of things that I knew I enjoyed. I'd yeah. forgotten what I enjoyed, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. I've relearned, you know, uh, uh, the other thing I do is I play the organ. I play the church oh, wow. organ. Wow, amazing. And, and I hadn't played the organ from being, surprise, surprise, 21 to 44. Yeah. Because yeah. It, I've been out drinking and who's going to find time to sit in peace and play the organ? Because yeah. you don't do that. But mm. I've got one again now. Now, there's no way I would have had that on my list in the early days because I forgot I enjoyed it. I thought yeah. it was something I'd done in the past. Yeah. But I think reigniting things you did as a teenager. Absolutely. trying brand new. I just got pissed as a teenager, Alex. That yeah, was my whole, whole, not try anything whole teenage you years. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like things like I've been pottery spinning, uh, throwing, pottery throwing. I've been painting you know yeah. just being willing to try things that maybe sound boring 
yeah exactly they're not so it is that thing it's i look at the things now that i love and that i enjoy and it's kind of accepting that it's all right to enjoy ordinary things because before when we were drinking that did seem like reading if i just said well what do you like doing when i was a drinker and somebody said reading i'd be like all right see you later when you say things like that question let's go back to that question what do you do for fun then yeah so if somebody asks you as a sober person what do you do for fun then it's really easy actually to sound boring yeah. because in yeah, truth, I would have thought those things were boring yeah. so when yeah. I give you my list of things I enjoy doing I enjoy going to the gym I enjoy running. I enjoy reading and listening to my audio book. But say it's smiling because it sounds sounds. No, no, no. I'm doing it in the way I want. (laughs) I enjoy playing the organ and I enjoy singing with the choir. Now, honest to God, if that was the if that if I'd have met me back when I was drinking, I'd think, "Whoa, you are really dull." But actually, those things when you really engage, they're my things. It doesn't matter if you don't like them or someone else doesn't like them. They fill me with absolute joy. I get lost for hours sat at the organ playing hours and I literally lose time and I love it. You know, crayoning, colouring, people just love it. Yeah. It's not and that's, but that's your authentic self as well. And you now have the confidence to 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 enjoy it because I think yes. subconsciously as well, we didn't feel like we were allowed to do anything but drinking. Yeah. So, so when it comes to, as you say, if you'd said that list to me, I would have gone, yeah, you're dull as fuck. But you know, <laughs> you know, you just, it's not the case, you know, you learned that. So, you know, it's just... Um, <laughs> So true, though, isn't it? It is what it is. So true. <laughs> Can I ask you about parenting? Because you, your daughter's a similar age to my little boy. Has yeah. your style of parenting or you as a parent, has that changed since you've stopped drinking? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, so I stopped when she was six. And so she's now, she'll be 10 in March. And I, yeah, absolutely, I'm not the same. I was really, I think I was quite anxious and stressy and a bit sort yeah. of... I think I've always tried to be patient with her, but I'm sure I probably snapped a few, you know, quite a few times more before, or I'd just be feeling on a, you know, on a, on a Sunday morning, if I'd had a couple of, a few drinks, I'd be like, this is hard work, you know. Um, I'm definitely more aware of my parenting style as well. And I'm, I know I'm a lot more patient. I know I'm a lot more present than I was, but I'm just, mindful of the example that I'm giving to her as well so I want to sort of give her the best example and it's not about saying things it's about actually showing them you know and she sees me now she thinks it's absolutely normal that her mummy has climbed Mount Kilimanjaro has run a marathon as you know is not a drinker that is just normal to her so she'll say I remember she said to one of her one of the parents at school that I was running the marathon in April and they came to me and said, I don't think, I think your daughter might be a bit confused. I don't, she said you're running a marathon. I said, yeah, yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah. She was like, oh shit, really? (laughs) I was like, do I look like I can't run a marathon? Uh, Oh my God, that's crazy. You know, I think people just have these assumptions in their head that you can only do certain things once you've hit a certain point or that you're, you know that you're a bit weird maybe if you if you're doing things that 
normal people don't do, i.e. going to the bar and having a glass of wine. So I think kids yeah. love it, you know. I've yeah, seen I a do. real difference in like with mine. And I remember, so me and my partner go to the Lake District quite often and we've got a paddle board and a kayak and nice. things like that. And Olivia would ring me at weekend, FaceTime me. And often I would be at the top of a mountain and I'd be like, oh, I can't speak right now. Or I'd be in the middle of a lake yeah. on the kayak in the pouring down rain and she'd be oh. like, oh, you know, like all these yeah. amazing things have become so normal to yeah, my children exactly. now. Like, where's mum this weekend? Oh, she'll be yeah. somewhere weird. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> but I, love, I love that that's available because you know what, you are showing them that this is possible. And, uh, you know, I I adore my mum and I had a wonderful childhood and what have you, but in truth, I never knew that these things were accessible or possible. I didn't know I could get a kayak. I thought other people did that. Yeah. I didn't know I could get a paddle board and climb mountains and, yeah. and enjoy it. And, you know, and I still see people now with the families. Like, and I remember going on holidays and seeing families in boats or doing these things. Yeah. And to me, that was other people. Exactly. It wasn't achievable, not achievable, but it just weren't in my world at all. Yeah. So to be able to yeah. show our children this, that it is, is just incredible, I think. I'm just yeah. so proud of us all. Like, how amazing is that? But and that teacher's so freaking cheeky. I think she's confused. I think you're confused. Lord. It was a parent. It was a parent. Oh, <laughs> Get back to bar. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I um yeah, I absolutely agree. And I I've never sailed before, but I did the round the island race in June, round the oh, island, amazing. which was fantastic. And again, if you'd said to me what I do, I I didn't it was a, a mixed experience. I felt quite sick at one point, but it was, a, it was, you know, but again, just sort of doing that in a big sort of clipper yacht, you know, 70, 40, you're wow. like, this is, you know, this is mad. So um, okay, I'm not going to lie. You've made my kayak so shit. <laughs> I think yeah, kayaking is far kayak. more fun. <laughs> kayaking is far more fun, I have to oh, say. So and paddle funny. boarding, I love as well. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> that is I'm not funny, very Lisa. good at it. That is truth be told. <laughs> <laughs> Your kayak it sounds amazing. I've literally done wellies in a puddle. That's about as adventurous as I've been. Don't worry about it. God, last time I did that and put that on my Instagram, I got a welly fetish guy messaging me. Oh, Do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> Go on, let's hear the story. Well, I can't remember it fully, but I'd got these new wellies and I was so proud of them. And, you know, like I was getting into Instagram and, you know, you do little boomerangs on stories and things like that. Mm. So I'd got my new wellies and I was like doing boomerangs of me splashing in puddles because actually that's something that as a grown up, I now fun. really enjoy. Um, anyway, I got speaking to this woman and she was like, oh, I really love them wellies. And she'd like every now and again, when I did a wellie, po- I didn't think I we're doing that many welly posts right but I must have been because I, I, I built like quite a relationship up with this woman and I'd be like oh look she loves these wellies and I've got new wellies and blah 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 anyway I ended up in a conversation and this woman says to me um I've got I've got something to tell you so I was like all right go on anyway it was a guy that lived <laughs> that lived somewhere like in Barcelona, I think he'd said. And he sent me a picture of these wellies in front of a log fire. And it like, like a, a video, you know, like of them squeaking in front of this log fire. And he was like, I have a fetish on wellies. Can I send you some? 
And I was like, oh, right. What did you to wear them, didn't I? Oh, the, the, honestly, he sent me a picture of the wellies that he wanted to send me because I was trying to be open-minded and going, all oh, right, yeah, that's fine. And like, no judgment. <laughs> I was like, get to fuck. Do not give him your address. Well, he sent you some fucking squeaky wellies. Oh, Do not no, he, he said he wanted to send me these designer hunter wellies that laced up. Oh, they did look nice. I was very tempted. I'm not going to lie. Anyway, just in case anyone's worried, I, I blocked him. <laughs> and I don't oh, put my wellies on it. Instagram anymore. <laughs> Oh. And this is how the conversation shifts on the Be Sober podcast. I know, sorry. Back, back, back to, back to Dupay. Dupay, you've met Barbara, haven't you, as well, our Barbara? Oh, yeah, Yay. she's Bab. Yeah, she was on my podcast. So, it was, yeah, great conversation. So, if anyone's listening, yeah, jump onto the podcast and hear Barbara. So, yeah, yeah, she was saying, because I was telling her that you were coming on. Um, at one of our BeFit classes and she said oh you're saying her name incorrectly so sure it's thanks to Barbara that I actually oh, went and did my reading and well, got the pronunciation thank right thank you <laughs> <laughs> it's a tricky one so I forgive you it's not oh. though is it it's just like don't make assumptions isn't it really it's yeah, just like because exactly. it's not it's quite yeah. obvious when you know <laughs> you know you don't know what you don't know as they you say you don't know what you don't know that's the, the whole theme indeed before yeah. before we kind of go off and finish would you just because obviously you are a coach now you are a qualified sober coach can you just yeah. tell everybody where to find you and what it, and who you work with and you know what you do because I think that'd be really nice if yeah, people know to, where to come for you and give us Thank your website you. and things and we'll put that on the links yeah, brilliant. Thank you. So I help women who really know they want to stop drinking deep down and they just don't necessarily, even if they don't know deep down, if they really know, they've got this knowing in their gut that actually it would be helpful. I always say if life, if you think life could be, regardless of how much you could have, you'd be drinking like two or three glasses a week. But if if life could be better in some way, if you know deep down life could be better in some way without alcohol, be that spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, whatever, take a break. And so I basically help people take that break, do so easily, help them get sort of an alcohol-free toolkit, tips and tricks. We go, I've got a method, the Thrive AF method, which I basically help people through. And it's really exploring an alcohol-free lifestyle and being open to experimenting that's all it is and then it's really how can I once you've got rid of this one thing it's then moving on and thinking well so what is it that I really want in my life to your point lots of people don't know and it's helping people really think about their values manage their emotions and set those goals and those big dreams so that they can thrive in all areas of their life. And so I do one-to-one -one coaching, I do group coaching, and from January, I'm going to be doing a 21-day challenge every month. So people can jump on, for, because I stopped for 21 days, so I thought it's apt for me to, to do a 21-day challenge where I will be you'll have an onboarding call, one-on-one -on -one call with me first so I can get to know you. And then we'll have three weeks of live coaching. Um, so three, yeah, yeah. three sessions and um, I'll be doing some tips and tricks. You'll get some daily insight. We'll be part of, you'll be part of a community um, group specifically for that 21 day challenge. And so I'll be doing those every month next year. 
That sounds and brilliant. so to get in touch with me, so yes, you can get in touch with me on Instagram at Thrive Alcohol Free or on my website, which is thrivealcoholfree.com, or you can listen to my podcast, which is Thrive Alcohol Free. So. We're coming on as well, aren't we? We're you coming on to are yours, in January. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, so just cool. so you know, this episode goes out right between Christmas and New Year. So you'll be the New Year listen. Yay! New, Year's Eve, New Year's Eve listen. Fantastic. So. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. That'd be yeah. brilliant. That'd yeah. Be yeah. Anybody looking for a fresh start, I think it's. Um, yeah. And, and that's it. You're actually the final episode in our season. We've got a bonus wow. one coming in New Year, but yeah. you are the last episode of our season. So. Oh, bless you. Well, I'm so delighted that I've got to be older. See you and meet oh, you as well. So, um, yeah, it's been Thank lovely. You. Honestly, I loved the conversation. I love, I love how honest and open you are. I love how relatable you are. Like your story, honestly, to me, you're like me. Oh, bless uh, you. Yeah. yeah. So I feel really like. Oh. I just apologise, yeah. Dupe, as well yeah. that I had to go halfway through. I've got a new puppy, George, and I'm oh, trying super to nail. Cute. I'm trying to nail toilet training and he was like, I've got a little bell at the door and he knows he's the bell and he was doing it while we were talking. I'm like, I've got to go. Yeah, of course. How long have you had him? How how old is he? He's 10 weeks. Oh, so brand new. Wow. He's got to sleep now on me, but... um, Oh, super cute. Yeah. We've got a a Labrador, black Labrador called Bentley. And he's he's six. We've had him since he was eight weeks old. And I remember the puppy training. Oh my goodness, nightmare. Yeah, I don't think I'd do it again. I love him and it's amazing, but I don't think I'd um, do it again. Yeah, it's it's hard work. It's hard work. They leave little parcels for you everywhere. Oh, I used yeah. to have Labradors and they chew, my black Labrador chewed. He just ate the kitchen. Yes. He chewed the flooring. Yeah. He chewed yeah. all the Yeah, they yeah. do all of that, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they are lovely in the end. <laughs> yeah, they are. It's all worth it. You couldn't do without them. So no, that's so. true. We need yeah. to ask you our final question, which hopefully you know of, and if not, it's coming. <laughs> our <laughs> motto is be brave, be kind, be sober. Yeah, I love Which that. Which one do you most relate to right now and why? Be brave. I knew it. Could tell Definitely. with what you were saying. Be brave. It has to be. I absolutely resonate with the other two as well. Be kind and be sober. I think I think it's a wonderful motto, by the way, girls. Brilliant. Um, but for me, alcohol, being alcohol-free makes you brave. And yeah. if I look back, you know, the past three years my life's fundamentally changed. I didn't have a bad life before. I had a pretty bloody good life, you know, but what I thought was good has just exceeded my expectations. And it's really to do with the order. You know, I, we used to go on holidays quite a few times a year. We used to go to nice restaurants. We used to do all of this sort of stuff. But it all revolved, if I look back, around drinking, really. I mean, it was just... It, it was that was always in the background. And so not having that mental chatter and then being able to do the things I'd love to do that I didn't even know I loved to do. And yeah. then having the opportunity to meet women and coach women and help other people see that there's so much more to life and that they're only gaining, they're not giving anything up. And they're brave to step into whatever it is their their purpose is. Yeah. I just think being alcohol-free helps you do that and it makes you brave and and actually you don't care what other people think you just sort of think this is me deal with it if that's you know if I'm not for you I'm not for you 
that's fine. Move on. So, uh, yeah, be brave. Be brave, be yes, kind and I be sober. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I've loved this episode and I think a lot of people are going to get a lot out of it. So thank you so much for thank taking time you. and coming on. And obviously we'll see you in a few weeks when we come Yay, on. Yay, appreciate Yay. it. Can't wait. Can't wait. Have a lovely Christmas and New and, Year. Oh, you have a lovely Christmas. And, um, yeah, and I look forward to seeing you in January. Yeah, we will do. Take care. Take, see you take, soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. See you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. We really do appreciate your support. So to stay updated with our latest episodes, be sure to follow or subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to share the Be Sober Love with your friends, helping us reach even more people. If you're interested in learning more about the impactful work we do, or you want to become part of our incredible Be Sober community, visit our website at besoberofficial.com. There you'll find all the information you need and discover how you can get involved. We look forward to welcoming you into our community of changemakers. Until next time, be brave, be kind, and be sober. sober.